Gloria Tibi Domine, Laus Tibi Christe. Glory be to the O Lord, praise to the Lord Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today is, as you know, the Feast of Christ the King, not the original or the most ancient Feast of Christ the King. That would be, of course, the Feast of the Epiphany. And, again, the Feast of the Ascension. At the Epiphany, we celebrate and confess and adore Christ, the King and the Light of all nations. At the Ascension, we celebrate and confess and praise Christ, the King of glory, raised up to heaven, whence he reigns over all things in heaven on earth and under the earth. And today we have a third feast of Christ the King, a feast instituted in 1925 by Pope Pius XI, a feast by which he sought to confess and to impress on the minds and hearts of the faithful the kingship of Christ over every unit of human society beginning, of course, with the family. Christ, King of the family. Christ, King of the clan. Christ, King of the village. King of Stamon and of Julianstown. Christ, King of every city. Christ, king of every county, king of every nation, of every continent, of every republic. Christ, king of every empire. Christ, king of human society. In every place and in every form assumed by human society, on this planet. Christ, King of all things created, King of the cosmos, King of things unseen and seen. Christ, the King whose return in glory we await. And so, yes, it was in 1925, that Pope Pius XI instituted today's festival, Europe, and indeed the world, was still recovering from the bloody ravages and destruction of the Great War of 1914. 
Pope Pius XI wrote, by our apostolic authority, we institute the feast of the kingship of our Lord Jesus Christ to be observed yearly throughout the whole world on the last Sunday of the month of October. The Sunday that is, which immediately precedes the Feast of All Saints. We further ordain that the dedication of mankind to the sacred heart of Jesus, which our predecessor of saintly memory, Pope Pius X, commanded to be renewed yearly, be made annually on that day. Reflecting on the institution of the Feast of Christ the King and on the dedication or consecration of the human race to the Sacred Heart of Jesus with which the feast is associated. What came to mind was Psalm 75. Psalm 75 describes well the devastation wrought by the Great War and the eerie silence, the silence of death that followed. At thy rebuke, O God of Jacob, they have all slumbered, the slumber of death, of course, they have all slumbered that mounted on horseback. Thou art terrible, but who shall resist thee? From that time, thy wrath, thou hast caused judgment to be heard from heaven. The earth trembled and was still. The earth trembled and was still. The collect for this Feast of Christ the King speaks of the families of nations rent asunder by the wound of sin. Here, the Sacred Liturgy is describing not only the wreckage of the world in the wake of the Great War, but the wreckage of every configuration of human society in captivity to the prince of this world. The effects of the Great War were profoundly destabilizing. Venit enim princeps mundi huius. The prince of this world stepped into the gap after the Great War. The Roaring Twenties, they call. The roar was an attempt 
to cope with the unsettling silence that followed the Great War. An attempt to still the small, quiet voice of conscience. And so people roared on. And the prince of this world, yes, stepped into the gap, making promises of a new order of peace and of security, of prosperity. And he spoke, as he always does, not directly, but through his emissaries and ministers in this world. And the children of this world, having closed their ears to the voice of Christ the King, who always speaks meekly and humbly and sweetly, come to me, all you who labor and are heavily burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for your souls. But alas, the children of this world closed their eyes to the gentle, quiet voice of Christ the King and to the voices of those who spoke in his name and placed their hopes in the deceits of the devil. Thus did the second war, the one prophesied by the Mother of God at Fatima on July 13, 1917, and she spoke a strange light that would glow in the sky over Europe, and indeed it did. And the Second War broke out when Germany invaded Poland on September 1st, 1939. And yes, the Mother of God had foretold it. If men do not refrain from offending God, another and more terrible war will begin during the pontificate of Pius XI. The little children of Fatima knew nothing of Pius XI. When you see a night that is lit by a strange and unknown light, you will know it is the sign God gives you that he is about to punish the world with war and hunger and by the persecution of the Church and the Holy Father. Need I recount the sequel? I think not. The events of the 20th century are well known. And even today, people both in the Church, I should say particularly in the church and outside her are suffering from a vague disquiet, from a sense of foreboding and of fear. Now, the liturgical providence of God. We commemorate today the 20th Sunday after Pentecost, 
For this reason, we had not one collect at the beginning of Holy Mass, but two. The second being the collect of the 20th Sunday after Pentecost. Which collect resonates with that of the Feast of Christ the King? The second collect made us ask for this, for a quiet mind. For a quiet mind, or if you will, for a mind that is untroubled and secure. Et secura tibi mente deserviant. What is this secura mens? This quiet mind, this secure mind, this untroubled mind, it is the fruit of unconditional submission to the most gentle rule of Christ the King. The collect of Christ the King describes the families of nations as rent asunder by the wound of sin. The language of the collect is such as to evoke a kind of slash across the face of the world. This global, political, national, and social rent, tear, this pulling asunder of the order willed by God and revealed by Christ the King, this rent, this tear, this slash passes through every human heart. There is no heart that is not in some way rent asunder by the wound of sin. The proud man, the man who is wise and strong according to the world's standards, claims that man has both the science and the power to repair all that is torn asunder in the environment, in society, and in people. But the collect of the Feast of Christ the King shows us another way, and it is the only way. It is the way of subjection. Subjection. Something that the world abhors. Non serviam, said the prince of this world. And the little maid of Nazareth, she who says yes to God's remaking of the world, says, Ice Ancilla Domini, behold the servant girl of the Lord, fiat miki secundum verbum be it done unto me according to thy word. This is the way of subjection, of humble submission, of abandonment, of surrender, of letting go, of saying yes unconditionally to 
to the most gentle rule of the Father's beloved Son, Jesus the King of Love. What better way of showing our subjection to Christ the King than by adoring him hidden for love of us in the sacred host. Adoration of the most blessed sacrament is an act of subjection, voluntary subjection, abandonment, surrender to the most sweet rule of Christ the King. For this reason, we shall have solemn exposition of the most blessed sacrament beginning today at the end of Holy Mass and continuing until 9 o'clock in the evening, not only today, but every day this week until Vespers on Friday, the Feast of All Saints. Spread the word. And this evening following Vespers, we shall, following the injunction of Pope Pius XI, renew the act of consecration of mankind to the most sacred heart of Jesus. May it please our Lord Jesus, the King of Love, to receive these expressions of our submission to his sacred heart, to all the designs of his heart, to his will for the church, to his will for all nations, to his will for Ireland, to his will over our cities and towns and villages and families and over this monastery, to his will for each of us. And may it please him to grant us the secura mens, that even in the midst of disquiet and darkness, is the pledge of his faithfulness to those who trust in his merciful goodness. The secura mens, the quiet mind, the fruit of abandonment to Jesus, King of Love. O oh, Jesus, King of Love, I put my trust in thy merciful goodness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.